Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Reactive Entrepreneur, the show where we combine the business world with the tech world and we share all of the experiences we have in the hope of helping you succeed in your journey. Today, I've got an awesome guest. It's actually something that I've been wanting to do for a while. It's a very good friend of mine, Mo, and he's basically revolutionized or changed up the game when it comes to men's grooming standards in Dubai. And he started off in Syria. He's got an incredible journey and we want to basically break it all down and show you how he was able to succeed and conquer Dubai. So Mo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sonny. It means a lot to me. No, no, honestly, it's, a, it's absolutely incredible to have you on the show. I've been excited. I wanted to have it for a while. So Mo, just firstly, introduce yourself. So who is Mo and what is skills by Mo in DXP? Uh, Mo is Mohammed Mir Ibrahim, yep. uh, aka Barber Mo. Yeah. Uh, I always prefer to be called Barber Mo because because of my barber uh, skills, yep. I managed to uh, reach out the biggest celebrities in the world. I managed to achieve my dream. I managed to lift up the people that I love. I managed as well to make the most person valuable to me, my mom. Nice. Very proud of me. Amazing. And uh, I get into the industry that I, I appreciate most. <laughs> I developed from it a way different level of an experience for people who appreciate arts yes. and who really value their grooming to a different level. Yep. And they believe that their, 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 their identity is how sharp and presentable they look like. Yeah. And they, they take it too serious in their lives to help them to be more confident mm -hmm. as well as to, to introduce themselves to the world in way different shape. Yeah. The ready people the people that they're going to achieve success, the confident people, the qualified people for whatever position they, they want it, yep. and the people who's really willing one day uh, to make the whole world know about their name. So basically, it's not just a haircut. Yeah, It's, uh, it's one hour to two hours at my facility that yep. it's going to help any person mm. uh, to back up himself with a massive energy yep. uh, of, of a confidence that it's going to help him to think better, to feel better, and as well as to enter to whatever he wanted to enter in his uh, life in a much more confident steps. I love that. Yeah, because honestly, I always try and explain this concept to people around me, everyone like, Sonny, you get a haircut every week? I'm like, it's not just a haircut. It, I go in there with a fresh mindset of like, oh, I'm actually quite tired when I come in. And I leave feeling like rejuvenated. It's an entire experience of just getting my, it's kind of a, like you said, it's breathing confidence into somebody and getting them up to, like back to a shape where they basically want to conquer something bigger. And I think you've absolutely nailed that. You've taken something which is considered just like a normal barber shop in many cases. And I really want to dive into this. How, how do you go ahead and change like just a haircut to something like a men's grooming experience? Because now if I come to skills, it's more than just getting a haircut. And by the way, guys, if you want to know, this is this is the guy that keeps me fresh for camera. Everyone always comments saying, who gives you a haircut? This is the guy. <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and check it out, you can check it out. But yeah, how, how do you turn something like that? So go from, because you were initially a barber right in the beginning, right? Yeah. And then you had a vision of doing something bigger. And now you've got essentially a whole grooming suite uh, ahead of you so how, how what's that journey like to be honest uh, it all started with uh, something that i would love to have a in my life yeah to be recognized globally okay because i i've i've never had a, a degree background or a big family title background so yeah. I, I i came with my thoughts only yeah uh, into this world and i i tried to be somebody exist yeah 
uh, I don't want it to be just uh, ripped off or demolished by by the time and sadness and negative energies. Yeah. So I figured that I have to find out something that could be a a proper a social networking platform right. that could really uh, set up from me a different level of mindset, okay. being learning and earning at the same time with nice. everything. So I, I decided uh, barber barber chair will be the best chair to bring everybody to me since I wasn't uh, financially able enough to travel the world. Yes. So I thought to find a good place that could bring the world to me. Nice. And barber chair was the best option. That's awesome. Because yes. now you must have sat down with, especially in Dubai, you must have sat down with a huge amount of like different types of people, including the most successful to your everyday person. And you basically are doing the same thing to no matter who they are bringing them up, bringing their confidence up. But that is actually a really powerful way of doing it, right? You're bringing yes. everyone to your chair instead. Exactly. So you, let's go to the start of your journey. All right, so what made Mo become Barber Mo? Like, what was your start? How did you get into cutting hair, doing this in the beginning? And where was that start? Was it in Syria? Was it in Dubai? Where did that start off? I, I actually started too early age. Uh, I was I was always uh, seeing myself as an artist. Yeah. To whatever I involve, I, I I managed to work it with its absolute details. Yeah. And uh, one day it took me to work with a family members because nice. I was too little. I started at nine years old. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. It yeah. was too early because I have to lift up my family. Mm -hmm. So I, it took me to work in a lot of uh, different jobs on yeah. a daily basis, like two to three times per day. Wow. I, one of it was the, the barber shop. Yeah. Nice. So I, I, I work it and within three months, like every other job, I managed to bring a lot of attention. Yes. Uh, until even the, the master, the people that I used to work with, sometimes they were like a little bit, you know, like uh, feeling uncomfortable when the clients complimented me and I was too new, too, too young. So yeah. even though to reach that chair, they used to put for me a step. Yeah. And uh, I was complimented. So th there where I found myself like I'm very good at it. Nice. But it, it wasn't paying well mm -hmm. so i have to go with my full responsibility and and lift up the rest of the people so i started to work somewhere else but then i just felt myself like i only feel comfortable yeah. i only feel a big dude i only feel like i'm i don't know like i'm undefeated person right mm. when right right behind the barber chair when i stand there when i started to groom the people nice and turn the chair and then see the people looking at me and they're like what you have done yeah so, there where I started to have my confidence like really growing and my self-esteem started to be boosted up to the maximum level. Nice. But because it wasn't paying well, so I decided to quit. Yep. Then one thing happened. My mom, she, I went home very upset because right. they were very tight on me, not paying me well. Yeah. I said, no longer. Then my mom, she just looked at me. She said, listen up. I know you're responsible. Mm -hmm. I know you're taking a lot of things in your life. But one thing I want you to put in your head. Yeah. I don't know why every time... I walk in front of the barber shop that you're working at. I just see behind the barber chair, big guy one day. Yeah. I'm just telling you this. Do whatever you wanted to do in your life, mm. but try not to quit this. You look, I don't know why you look awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then from there, it, like her thoughts has, you know, you know, when somebody that you love most yeah. come to you on your weak moment and mm -hmm. then just lift you up with the smallest thoughts. Yeah. That's why I decided on the barber chair as well to go and be the person that who really give the word only. Right. Because a lot of people like my status, I never needed money with yep. my mindset that mm -hmm. I have, that I born with. I never needed money. I need a word. Nice. That word come from my mom has, has changed 
from me a, a lot of things. Yeah, has developed from my from my skills a different level of a masterpiece. Right, and there where I try to take it further, I trust it was it was the fuel, and still that every time I do something, I just remember that I'm the best behind the barber chair. Yeah. And my client, like when I try to complement my mom's thoughts with the reality, mm -hmm. I, I, I believed on it most because that was the most thing that I was receiving on each and every client I used to serve. Nice. When I turned the chair or showed them the mirror, they were like, wow. Yeah. So that makes me understood. Barber Mo, he should go to wherever he wanted to be with his scissor. Amazing. He should cut every single opportunity to a half and then nice. hold it tight. Yeah, How were you learning when you were doing this? So obviously you're young when you started. Was it like shadowing somebody else, like family members you were saying that you were doing it with? Was it just mentoring from them or was it just watching and observing how they were doing things? Like the quality, how did you get that increase? Uh, being fast learner, that's something that I, I, I born with nice. and I sharpen it a lot because I needed to uh, make me reach my dream fast. Yep. So I, I started to put myself into a lot of different uh, trades and works because I really wanted to pick something mm -hmm. that I will really feel myself. I'm 100 percent with into it yep. so that I could, you know, like just focus on that. Nice. When I start on barbering, I just felt the art. Yeah. And I felt like when I looked around me, I felt like, man, it's something something very attached to the humans. Even yeah. for me, like when I'm dressing or whatever, if my hair is not good, I feel everybody looking to my hair. Yeah. When my hair, it's like when there is some uh, damaged line or something not going well, mm. party, yeah. work, street, uh, interview, wherever I go, I feel everybody looking to this problem. Yeah. So these is make me felt like why none of the people that I work with, yeah. they care about. Right, nice. So okay. that brought my attention. What if I do this to people right. and I make them feel the way I feel? Would the world recognize it? Nice. When I saw the compliment, that took me to go more and dive deep. So I was good on observing. Yep. I see the people, but then I have to practice. Amazing. So yeah. I, I never had a chance to take a break or something. I used to work like 12, 13, 14 hours as long as I'm standing and there is people coming yeah. so i used to and I, I was blessed to be honest ever since i started working i only worked with busy places nice okay so that, that helps me a lot to level up my skills my passion and my hunger that i really want to to have any kind of uh, skills or job or something that i love yeah to lift me up to 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 showcase like okay Mo he's about to reach his dream with yeah it was barbering so I, I think that's why all my senses all me all my energy all my focus was on how to make people feel good and yeah. that is going to make me feel good one day nice <laughs> so you had two main things here really it was a passion naturally right to cut hair like to really make yes. people feel good spin that chair on get that reaction and also you identified a problem the problem was is that no one else around you had that same yes. passionate feeling about why does no one care about the effect it's having on them, right? Yes. So you've got these two things. How do you then take it to somewhere like Dubai? Because Dubai is upcoming at the time. I think, when did you move to Dubai? I huh? moved to Dubai around like 2003, 2003. Okay. I come a few times, then I fell, then, then I went back. Uh, feeling like bad, I can't do it. Then I turned back here. So yeah, it was a few times, but I landed 2003. Three. Right. So what uh, was it in that journey of going back and forth that was causing you to, so for example, to keep going back. So a lot of people might try it, you know, go there, be like, oh, I'm going to go to Dubai. They fail, come back. And then they're like, I give up. What made you keep going back 
And then where did you position yourself? Uh, was it like you were working somewhere in Dubai uh, before you set up skills? Like what made you keep coming back? It's the reason why, because I was having that feeling like it's the right place. Okay. But uh, being child and uh, being a person also have a lot of responsibility. So mm -hmm. it was always taking me feeling like, what if there is another place much better? Yeah. You know, so I, I used to go back and then compare. And every time I go back and, and, and check what's going on in the other environment, I felt like, no, here is, there is something, man, like, like a magnet bringing me back always to Dubai. And every time I come back here, I find growth, growth, nice. growth. So I was like, if you wanted to place your, 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 your massive dream or if you wanted to place a big foundation as you're dreaming, like, you really have to have a place like Dubai. Yeah. And uh, one thing was inspiring me a lot when I landed here for the last time before I, I really started to revolutionize my, my skills mm -hmm. and decided that this is the country that I'm going to be in here. Right. I understood that you really need a proper foundation. Yes. Busy foundation, especially coming from like from Middle East. Someone yeah. like me is very hard to travel the world and do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I have to be in a place where I attract the whole world to it. Yes. So th that... That was very blessing moment when I was I was renting an apartment and it was viewing straight to the airport. Nice. And, uh, you know, every time I just get outside to have my morning coffee, uh, it used to bring my attention, the, the airplanes nice. departing and landing. And I was like, it's too busy. So I started to count it like for three months in a row, nonstop. Mm. three months as long as I'm sitting on the balcony and yep. it was always one minute and 59 seconds when a plane will land and one will depart right so I was like listen this is th this is the foundation nice. so there where I you know I felt like okay so if you wanted to go international if you wanted to reach the world from your barber chair yeah you have to place your chair in the central of the world where it's bringing entire attention Love and people that. to come in here yeah yeah and, and Dubai is a perfect place right you have literally Obviously. every nationality coming in every day yes. so incredible so you positioned yourself in the right place so now you've yes. got all three things you've got your passion you've got your, you've identified a problem and you put yourself in the right place yeah right now Obviously, everyone will be like, oh, no, that's easy. You can just carry on and crush it, right? <laughs> now, the, the hard part here is, did you have things that were against you, right? So when I mean, what I mean by against you, I mean, was there things which were unfavorable to you by being in Dubai, getting started off? Example, in Dubai, like if you come in with a British passport, it's very much like a case of the, a lot of doors are open by default. Was it different for you coming from somewhere like, like Syria? Was it was it a tougher journey, would you say? And how did you overcome that? I, honestly speaking, the, you know, when you carry big dream, hmm. the bigger that you dream, the, the, the tougher that it will be. Like yeah. the journey will be very difficult. Most especially that you're, you have to tell to the, the world like who you are in yeah. advance, being who you really are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was always blessed with big mouth. I like that, and, yeah. And that really, uh, you know, make my journey very difficult. Yeah. They always say, like, watch your mouth because your, your mouth can, you know, uh, uh, overload your shoulder. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I, it was just me. So walking all the time and telling to the world what I wanted to do, coming back from a, uh, a Syrian nationality yeah. uh, and also very poor environment that have me no degrees, no, no school, nothing. Hmm. Uh, it was most challenging point for me. If you ask me, it was my language. Right. Okay. 
That's yeah. why even now, when 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 whenever I get a chance, I keep talking in English. I practice that. I, it's something like I'm really proud of. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, right now you're holding the podcast perfect. Yeah. yeah, so it's something like I'm really proud of because I I put into my mind like, listen, the main key, the major key. It's not just the place. It's not a, a the, the the government. It's because you can blame everything. Yeah. If you wish, but then I told myself it's all about my big mouth. Yeah. It, it has to open for me doors. Yeah. And I I need to connect to the world. Yeah. So I I must have some good English. Yeah. I actually faced my most difficult uh, challenge, which is talking to a British nationality, especially. Really? Okay. Yes. So I, I started to look for what is the weakness on the market. I saw a lot of people. It was Dubai on its very beginning, you can tell. Yeah. So when the people started to land from different nationalities, so mainly because it's Arab world, uh, people relying on their Arabic most. Okay. So I took the chance to be right opposite how my previous colleagues used to act like. Right. So I used to face the difficulties, sit with the customer, write down every single word he said to me as much as I can. Nice. Like memorize it all. When I finish the haircut, I will write it down all. I will go home. Then I will start to ask people who speak double language, you know, what's this mean? What's this means? Then I will go to face my customer. Mm -hmm. I remember very well that one incident that has really shaped me up very well. Yeah. A one client, a British client. Right. His accent was very tough. Yeah. And I just, he was insisting, I want somebody to speak good English. Right. Because they, they were always suffering, like how to how to communicate, how to communicate and how to connect to the barber to deliver for him what they want best. Because yes. it's a lot of details to explain 100%, to the yeah. barber. Like I want line, sharp line, especially yeah. the word of fade. Yes. Give me fade cuts, fade yeah. cuts. Man, I told my, I told my manager, man, I, I need to, like this guy he told me he's he's very very tough for you to understand you're too new with us only three months i said let me handle it i i know because i trust my skills yeah well long story short i start working and then when i finished he was very mad at me he take off that cutting cape he roll it and then he drop it straight on me really yes yeah. uh, it was it was really painful then i just look at him and i was like I, I don't know what to say but i know my haircut is very good then after he had a little conversation with yeah. my manager he told him this guy, he doesn't speak English. Yeah. I, his job is very good, but he doesn't speak English. Right. So my manager come to me and he said, listen, you always wanted to face those clients, then probably you will fail. Yeah. So I said, I need three months. Hmm. Give me a three months. Okay. I took a chance for three months to face my fear 100%. Yeah. I studied as much as I could. Then when this client booked his appointment one more time, I yeah. said to my manager, book him. He said, no, I said, book him. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. So when once he booked him my barber chair, I I talked to him about the haircut specially a yeah. lot in English. Then when he finished, he looked at me. He said, "You know what? I knew when I look at your eye that time that you're not going to be less than what you're talking to me today. I less love Less than this level. Yeah, yeah. So that was the biggest struggle, if you ask me. Hmm. Rest of the things, obviously, you know, financially and and all that." That was like a whole of story that we can really go through to, to, to its details. But mainly for me, it was my language. Right. I, you know, I love the mindset. Right. And I always try and bring this kind of these key points in because there can be so many factors to blame. Like it could be you know, it could be a passport. It could be anything really. Right. Yes. Everyone can find a reason to make you not do it. And what you've done instead is identify the biggest problem. So you've already positioned yourself in the right way. Yeah, yeah. But then you're like, OK, well, now English is a big part of this to get communicating with all of these people that are here. 
And then instead of shying away from it, which a lot of people could easily do, yes. right? You could work and you could easily cut the other people's <laughs> hair and speak Arabic because you're fluent in Arabic. Yes. Uh, you just put yourself in the deep end. And you said, three months, I'm going to learn And it. by the way, I'm like when I speak in Arabic, my like I was blessed always. I have very good skills of talk. Yeah. So I, I, I speak very well. So if I will speak to somebody in Arabic, I'm going to blow his mind away before I start my work. Nice. Yeah. So when it comes to English, my challenge was big because yeah. I don't want the people when they talk to me in Arabic, they find me good. And when they talk, when they talk to me in English, they will find me like stuttering yeah. or breaking. So I want the level of this. I don't care whoever will judge me. Yeah. I was just standing in front of the mirror. Is that me when I'm talking to somebody in English? No, I don't like. Tomorrow I will come back. I will practice nice. one more time. I will make it better until I started to feel that the people when they talk to me, uh, they they were like, "Where are you coming from?" Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you from UK? Because most of the clients that I surround myself with yeah. are British because I want the toughest English to, nice. to, to learn. Yeah. So at some points, I used to copy their accent a little bit. Yeah. So when I have some British people, I will go like a little bit more tough on myself. Yeah. And then they will be like, which part from UK you came from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, <laughs> I, when I first came to you, and it was, by the way, this was the first week I'm ever in Dubai, Mo met me. So literally, I came to Mo, Jay introduced, uh, he said, like, you should try his haircut out. Uh, so I went, I came to um, skills and it was, yeah, I, I remember the first thing you said to me and I'll never forget it is one, I, by the way, I actually had no problem ever with language between us, right? It was, you understood everything I said, but I remember the key thing you said to me is I want to know, or I want you to understand how to describe what you want as in how to explain your haircut. And then from that, it was like a whole different conversation that I've ever had in a barber chair. Right, where I was like, you know what, I just wanna I wanna have this effect and this bit look like this. And you were like, Okay, this is what you would ask for. This is what you and it's such a you you completely changed out for me. I was like, this is different. This is a totally different experience, right? And I think that just in itself is so powerful that you've come from a place of not being able to speak much English or very well and you've gone to a point where you've got I me. Was, I was literally knowing hi and bye. That's yeah. The, <laughs> and you've got me understanding <laughs> things that I didn't even know existed in the barbershop world. Right? So it's crazy. Like, So I, I think you've absolutely done amazing there, right? Thank you. Thank you. So absolutely. now you're in Dubai, you've, you've grown your skill set. So now you've got essentially the tools that you need to kind of grow now. When was it that you decided, and just for some context here, you've taken, like, just to, we'll talk about the entire journey, but you've gone from, you know, working under somebody else's barbershop inside, in Dubai, building up your skill set to, so that way everyone can know where we're, we're going to, to literally cutting the hairs of incredibly famous people like Diego Maradona, uh, Will Smith. It's, and, and honestly, there's a wall when you walk through skills. Now, every time I like literally enter and leave skills, I'm always looking at it. And it's just covered with incredible people, like powerful, really, honestly, strong figures. How do you go from, you know, just having like a position in a barbershop to, you know, facing all the difficulties to start your own you know, barbershop? But they're not only just doing that, revolutionizing the space to the point where Dubai itself recognized you for a municipality award. That is incredible. Like, let's talk about how you how you started that journey. Well, uh, as I said, I, I always wanted the people to have a, an experience. I want value. I want value the piece of hair because yeah. this is where everything begins. 
if you want to date a girl, yeah. you know, obviously you have to look like a presentable. If yeah. you want to go for an interview, you have to look like a smart and neat. If, if you are going to face any struggle in your life, you have to feel good. And to feel good, you have to look good. Yeah. So once you feel that this is all about how much a humans is going to be confident yeah. and how much they're going to develop things in their life, you understand mostly that you are helping the world with the maximum level that you can from your own barber chair. Right. Attracting the people that who understand its value. Yeah. It's not just haircut for me. Mm. And that's why I placed it on 15th floor because I don't want the people to come to me because it's a barbershop. Yeah. It's a place when you enter into it, it's you are going to be no longer the same. Yeah. Same mindset, same feeling, same energy. You are going with you are you are going to enter the shop with different energy and you're going to exit with the level of energy, I will make sure with the entire vibe that I provided, mm -hmm. it will not be less. Why? Because ever since I was a child and I was fighting the battles in life to grow and be where I wanted to be, yeah. every single thing around me was not supportive. Yeah. And the majority of the things was like about the doubts and the criticism because like, how are you going to make like this? How are you going to work? So... I decided I don't want it to be that guy to others anymore. Instead, I wanted to be the guy who will really help people yeah. to have much better energy. When they meet him, they look at some style. And then when they leave, they will look and feel yeah. a different style. So from that, I started to develop the style, okay. how it should look like, like it should be all white. Yeah. And the moment I start actually doing the white finishing, yeah. I was the only one who did it globally. So yeah. there was no recorded barbershop yet that was made with full white yeah. color. And from there onward, I knew that I'm going to really develop an inspiration for others. If you wanted to go and involve in our industry, you have to compete with the best. Yes. And to compete with the best, you have to copy and you have to go to that level. So making the shop white... It's one thing to make you feel the moment you open the door and you enter inside makes you feel that you are entering the heaven. Yeah. So whatever you're coming from, the hectic of the day, the traffic, whatever you're facing through, the moment you open the door, you're going to really have the good and white full energy impact that it's going really to lift you up yeah. and start make you feel, leave everything behind you. Mm. And welcome to the heaven. It is, honestly. Yes. And I think that's, I've had so many reactions to my Instagram, YouTube, wherever I put up skills on my stories. Everyone's like, what is this place you go to every week? And they're like, I'm like, it's skills. Go check it out. And uh, and I think even one of my subscribers came to the shop, which is yes. quite amazing. Yeah. Indeed. And um, But yeah, you're right. It's definitely, you walk in and it completely takes you away. And I even find it's more of a retreat for me every week uh, to kind of get away from a busy life. And just kind of de-stress like it's, it's a place where i can go escape have a nice like two hours of just getting fixed up and leave just feeling like a whole new man so you've gone ahead with the figuring out the design what you want how do you then get that into reality what was it like because dubai is not a cheap place like, let's be real it's definitely not i wouldn't say coming from london and having a spectrum where it's kind of like london can be considered somewhat expensive Dubai is, I think, a level up from London. So, so getting your first property or, you know, like you said, it's the 15th floor and it, guys, it has an incredible view of the Burj as well. So you can see the entire tower and everything. How do you, what was the, what was it like taking that risk? Because that's a, a big risk to take on your, on your shoulders. How did that feel? 
And then obviously you got to factor in a team. You need to bring people in. Um, you have somebody similar to me. So I have Jay, you have Dale. Uh, how, when you're bringing all of these things in, what was it like taking on that risk and responsibility? A, it was, you know, when somebody like with a certain mindset and big dream, uh, you, you really need to know that the undefeated person is the, the person that who have nothing to lose. Nice. So when you have nothing to lose, you become a guy that whatever he face, mm. he will just make. Nice. It's, 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 it's impossible to have a, a certain things to stop you yeah. or break your legs yeah. because you just feel like I'm facing this. Mm-hmm. Regardless how hard and risky it is, yeah, it's not going to be as risky as I'm staying on my same place. I 100% agree with you that. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. th- that talks was inside of me telling me, like, go and push forward. Yeah. Now I started to develop the environment that will really help me to accomplish that. Okay. It all started with one wish I made. Right. I wanted to meet Big Dude one day, and that Big Dude will really change my life. Okay. And I level up my entire energy to a certain situation that my energy, my skills, everything will bring me this guy one day. And once I met him, yeah, I will be no longer the same mode that's standing behind the chair. Nice. I will be the right guy for the right event. Right. And from there, I will force the whole world to recognize me. Awesome. And who was that guy? That was Will Smith. Nice. Yes, and how do you go for how did, how did that happen? It was it was just like I I was on very downtime in my life, feeling like the war in Syria was beginning, and I have a bunch of family behind me. I need to get him out of the war. Yeah, I need some inspiration. I'm not that guy who will knock doors and ask money. Yeah, and in Dubai I couldn't work two to three different jobs. It was just one job. Right. So I was looking for any opportunity to prove that, and I love my I love my my career. I don't want it to quit. Yeah which is doesn't pay as well, especially on those days. Yeah. But I don't want it to quit. So I don't know for some reason I was sitting on the sofa watching the movie called The Pursuit of Happiness oh, for yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. I, I really like the combination, how the event happening, what's the name of the movie, what's its story and how it uh, had impacts to my life and how everything worked out. Yeah. If ever I think about it, man, I just go break down and sometimes really? I, uh, like really very emotional. I, I just feel like it's happening every minute within me. Yeah. So I just may I just look at this guy and in my imagination I was just tailor made for him and the proper haircut. Nice. The proper st- like style that is going to suit him and I'm like, you know, he should not look like this. I, I was busy. Yeah. Then on that moment I get a phone call and it, next day was my day off. That right. was Sunday night. I get a phone call and they were like, tomorrow you have a VVIP guy. And I'm like, who's that VVIP guy? Tomorrow it's my day off. If he's yeah. VVIP, then make him pay me. Yeah. Then in a minute, I put down the phone, man, and I was like, what if that is Will Smith? So I will be involved one more time. So I started to Tyler made the haircut. Yeah. They called me back. They told me it's confirmed. Next day, I wake up, man, and I'm like, I'm going to meet this guy. All I believe is I'm going to meet Will Smith. So when they called you, that's when they said it was Will Smith? No, they nobody informed me. They told me, like, the appointment has confirmed. The guy no way, but you didn't know it was Will Smith. I never know wow. anything. And I, it was challenge. Like, I have host mate that we're living together that time. Yeah. And I was telling him, like, I'm going to cut this guy's hair. He is going to be on my chair. Yeah. I'm going to change my life. When they called me and they said to me that, listen, there is a VVIP client, I told him, see, he's the guy. Yeah. 
And then in that moment, he was like, man, you, you really make me feel tired to how much you talk. Yeah. And how much <laughs> yeah. I'm really sick of listening to you. all. I know that you have achieved a lot of things in your life. I know that you're powerful, but like, come on, I mean, be sensible. Yeah. I said, no problem. Tomorrow I'm sending you a picture. And that's what's happening. So really, I went there and... Uh, uh, even though when the bodyguard was interviewing me on the uh, on the lobby of uh, Burj Khalifa, yeah, uh, he was telling me like your name and your date of birth, and he was having like list of question. I at some points I, I'm very low temper person. I was like, man, stop asking me. I'm not going to date your boss. I'm here just to cut <laughs> his. <head."> yeah, <laughs> that's my day off. Yeah, and then that guy is like a forty plus years old wise man. He looked at me. He said like. Uh, Dude, you are going to meet Will Smith, so don't think you're going to enter that easily. Yeah. In my ears, it was like very familiar, but I didn't stop. I'm like, okay, then let's let's just end it up. Yeah. I went there when when I was preparing the tools. I just feel myself like everything calm, everything is good. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. On that day, I was feeling very good. Yeah. The guy passed by and he was like, hi, hi. I'm like, I really know this guy at some point. Yeah, that's incredible. It, it yeah. was insane, like literally insane. Yeah. And once I once I start cutting his hair, I still remember very well. I was like, I know this hair, man. I Tyler made its haircut. I work it with my absolute best. It's time for me to feel like, is this true? So yeah. I, I, I wanted to know. I'm a very busy guy ever since in my life. I never managed to sit down and watch TVs. And I know that his name is Will Smith. I, yeah. know, I know Bad Boys movie. That's yeah. all I know <laughs> in my life, to be honest. Even The Pursuit of Happiness, I yeah. started to know its name later because it's, you know, it's like a big moment in my life. Yeah. So I want any conversation, any topic. I look at him and I saw the earring hmm. he's wearing here. He's like, definitely that's Will Smith. Let, yeah. me, tell, let, let me tell him something. So I just told him, I like the bad boys movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. After that word, my entire life changed, man. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy, man. It's like a whole journey. You got me glued to it right now. That's that's absolutely, what did he say back? He looked at me, he was like, Dude, that makes me feel like too old now. It's been like uh, almost 20 years now. Yeah. I was like, that's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how long I care like he's Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. You were just confirming uh, it. Yeah. yeah, seriously. It was... Uh, that is that is incre- incredible. It, 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 it was a moment in my life. Like, really, it opened the doors. And I knew once I, once I receive it this way, I just felt myself like, it's time. Yeah. It's like, really, it's time to take my mind out and then open it to a part's and then tell to my mind literally what to work, not my mind to tell. <laughs> yeah, and this is when skills was born. Yeah, this is this is when I start attract investors, and then I started to be all over the news because what happened is like I spent with him like a month. Yeah. Then after that, he flew uh, back to France to continue his uh, journey because nice. he was trying to travel the the world. Yeah. And then uh, they brought for him a couple of barbers. Nobody knew how to cut his hair, so he flew back to Dubai. Nice. To see me, yes. And then it was my last time to see him. And then uh, once I went to the hotel, really, he welcomed me and he lifted me up to the sky. He was like, bro, man, I I really need your service one more time. I need the skills. And that was one of the inspiration for me to name my shop, too, as a skills. Because, wow, yeah, okay. That's, yeah. that's how, he, yeah, he said to me two words. And there it's really uh, comes all, all over my life story. He said, I need Barbara Mo. I need your skills. 
Nice. There were everything in my mind, like that's the name for my shop because everything I'm doing in my life is for a reason. Yeah. And that was it. So once I served him and he said, like, listen, you really need to know that the level of skills you have, it's different. Mm. And on that day, I brought with him, with me my previous boss. Mm -hmm. I wanted to introduce him to him. So basically, he goes this way. He told him, bro, you really have to take your guy with bring like a, a golden water yeah deep his hands inside <laughs> seriously yeah. that's what he said to him deep his two hands inside and frame it in your wall no he's way. your money making no way yes man that's that's so true and to come as a compliment from a big dude like will smith for me i understood hmm. if if you ask me what it means to me other than being too happy it means to me one thing only that if a person like him who traveled the world yeah who get a chance to have to call any barber hmm. to change his entire life in a minute. And he complimented me this way and he's an artist. Yeah. So that it means I'm doing something needs to be recognized one day and I am mm. on the right track. Nice. So yeah, when we went outside, it was sad that my my ex boss said to me, like, listen, uh, all the scenario makes me too happy for you as person, but I'm not happy because it was all about you. Oh no! Yes. Way, yeah. And then there, where I understood that my future, hmm. it's on my own hand. Nice. I'm okay. the only one responsible in my head. I said, to bring skills. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. So that was literally, <laughs> and, and it naturally flowed, right? So you yes. naturally led to this moment. Then you've launched skills. Yes. Right? Then, so then I started to attract because of that. You know, a the, the whole world started to interview. Like it was first time for Will Smith to be in the Middle East, and yeah. it was it was the only me that I could have conversation with him. Right. No media. Nobody was allowed to reach out to him. Okay. It was private visit. Yeah. Uh, I, I trust he was invited from the royal family. Yeah. So it was private visit and I was the only one. And that brought the entire media to come and they named me that time the luckiest barber in the Middle East. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. There where the people start come to me. I take the chance because I understood it's the opportunity to start invest on myself. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. I started to buy like special tools. I started to dress different type of dress. I was fighting with my previous company because I never liked my uniform. So yeah. I was like, guys, I'm the celebrity barber. So I should be, I should be the right person to the right event. You yeah. cannot just have me this way. And I have a lot of argue. There where I, I, I attract the people to look like shining star, different than others. So, you know, it's always about that little extra things that you put in your life. Nice. Okay. So you can be just an ordinary. You can take it as like, wow, I'm, I'm very happy. I already make my mind and I met Will Smith. Yeah. And you can put that little extra things, which is a lot of people, they don't want it to do. Yeah. By the way, and like whatever you do on your daily basis, it's for your living. And whatever extra you do, it's for the future. Yeah. It's investment. So that little extra things accumulates by the time and makes the investors, the people who understand opportunity very well yeah. and person who know how to develop and elevate different things, it, they, they have the money, but they have no idea. Mm. So they, they need somebody who's hungry like me to put that money with them and then take it back with whatever, extra course, percentage, yeah. extra. And I told myself, it's, it's, it's the chance. So I work it this way. I attract investors. Yep. I picked one. It was also a tough journey, but I picked one. Then 
we have conversation, okay, this is five years investment. And then after that, you're going to take this much. I actually make it with one year and seven months. Then I said, have a good day. Nice. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. That's amazing. So you caught the investor, <laughs> took the opportunity, and then that's yeah. literally skills like born yes. at that point. Yeah. Now, the biggest thing that I would have to say here, like I, like, I really want to know myself is you've got this entire huge passion. You've got this quality that you like hold yourself to. How do you then, as you like expand and build a team, keep that quality? Because that's a lot of problems that no matter what business people face or in, like, in any entrepreneur, they're going to face the same problem where they have such a high standard. And then as they expand now, they expect their team to have the same standard. So what did you do to make sure that you are hiring the right people and the things that were in the right place? Because that's essentially at some point then they're representing skills now, which is a representation of your service. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, as we start the, the conversation talking about my English, yeah, uh, I'm the guy who blame himself. Yeah. Okay. So I, I take the full responsibility every time. Listen, it's my dream. It's me knowing what I wanted. It's me, the guy who, who really feel himself that he, the moment that he started this, yeah. he, take, he take the chance and he take the responsibility to take it to wherever he wants. Right. So when the people come in to work for you, they're working with you for your dream. Right. Now, you will select few people who believe in your idea, but the majority, they doesn't. Yes. So for that reason, I understood this because I was ever since young, I was doubted. I was always criticized. So I understood this is the, this is the world. Yep. This is where I'm living at. Mm -hmm. So to have this big dream, it's similar when you reach moment and you have this much honey and then you have a bear and bees and stuff around you. Everything, it's going to be uh, attacking that little honey that you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So once you have something like really shining, like a diamond or whatever, you will attract thieves. Yeah. So sometimes, which is in, in my belief, in, in my philosophy, that the ship will only sink if somebody from inside drill it, you know yep. what I mean? Or or cause it any damage. Right. For that reason, I take the entire responsibility on me to be the guy on the workflow. Okay. So I arrive early before anyone and nice. I leave last. And yep. regardless what is the barber's titles, what is the 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 person's position, his degree or background behind, this is something that I respect. Yeah, but I don't I don't put it in a place that it's going to help my company to grow. What nice. will help my company to grow? It's me. Mm -hmm. It's my philosophy. Yeah, it's something that I've already wrote it on a book called mm -hmm. the skills culture. Nice. Every time I interview people, every time I, I, I hire people, I give them this skills culture. Mm -hmm. They have to work on it, study it, see if they if they can work. If yeah, they, if they if they feel themselves, they can handle the pressure. Mm -hmm. Then they will be welcome. After that, they will go to certain training, which is I have four people on 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 the board line. Yeah team members, their job is to train every person for minimum of three months. Right. Not just to have like a good haircut or whatever, that's something that I do, but to see how he act, how yeah. he move, how he talk to the customer, how he touch, how he dress. Their job is to make sure that he's well fit to the philosophy of skills. Nice. So what I can say also to make the entire, so because it's a lot of details, yeah. but to make it like good, on, on, on people who really wanted to understand the message. It's like, you really have to have a standard, yep. a criteria, mm -hmm. and then instead of investing on people, invest on that. Nice. The more, the more you invest on your philosophy, the more you invest in your culture, the more you invest on two to three people who believe on your story, because mm -hmm. you cannot be alone. Yeah. 
You know, the, there is some famous saying that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with the team. 100%. So you yeah. have to select what I did. You know, I, I always wanted to lift my family. So I brought two of my family members on the board line. That's beautiful. And yeah. Yes. And then I have my guy, uh, a person that he used to be my uh, my colleague back in the day. I saw on him the passion. He saw on me the guy who can deliver everything. We believe on each other more than more than brothers. It's nice. something beyond words to cover. Yeah. And then uh, he helps me always because he's good on writing. I don't write English mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. That's, uh, as we spoke, like I only speak English. Yeah. So he's my right hand. He do for me everything. I just tell him, and he believe no doubts at all to what I said. Then we deliver that to the people, and then from that system, mm -hmm. investing on my system putting a lot of effort on my system, being the guy in top of this system yeah. will force the consistency to go still because it's not impossible to climb the mountain, yeah. but it's it's almost impossible for everyone to stay still when they reach the top. Nice. As we said, you will attract a lot of enemies and uh, at most of the times they will be within your workplace. Yeah. So there we really have to do one thing. You don't want your 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 business to break you or make you feel terrified or mm -hmm. make you hate your employees because people are doing their things. By the way, like when the people, they do that, it's not intentional. They yeah. don't want to damage you. Yeah. They just, they don't understand. They don't yeah. have a view right. to what you have inside of your mind, where you're going. Regardless, you will tell them every day, mm. every minute, every hour, like, listen, we're going to do this. We will achieve this. But still their mind, like, cannot observe that because people, they don't believe as much in themselves. Yeah. So avoiding having this stress with you wherever you go, put it all on yourself by creating the most smart system, which is, I call it skills culture, yeah. and let the people to work within it, nice. with inside of it. So when the people, they're circulating with inside of the culture, yeah. regardless how much they will ruin the consistency, it yeah. will be with the sizes and within a board line that I still have a view. So nice. that's how I managed to have the consistency still. Yeah. By me having the entire skills culture that was made for over than a hundred years. Yeah. Right. To keep covering skills like a proper shield nice. to lift it up and keep it growing, even though to the afterlife. That is amazing. And I think what I love about that is even with that in place now, you're still doing. You're literally acting like you said like you're you're leading by example you're the one like exactly. you said you turn up you're there you're setting the right example for your team and i think a moment that really kind of like hit it in my head when you were telling me this when we get when i got a haircut before was you set a training on a saturday and you said okay guys you know that to the entire team it's completely your call if you want to turn up to the training but we have a training on this day and we're going to dive into a couple of things and the entire team turned up, you said, yes. which was like that just shows in itself that this culture that you've built, the power of it, as opposed to, you know, a boss culture where it's like you have to turn up on Saturday because we have a training. <laughs> it's a totally different approach. And it's the difference between a failed business versus successful one. So I think exactly. that's I think that's really, really powerful. Now, you've also taken that shield and applied it to opening up a second shop right so exactly. now you've gone ahead and you've literally carried that over and i can say firsthand i always go here it's uh I, I would say what would you classify the second skill salon as a place where you can kind of get uh, i guess a lot more of a, a treatment i guess it's like it's facials it's more like pedicures manicures a lot of things like that now in a space like dubai where let's say okay a lot of guys might feel like i can't get this done or i can't get that done or how did you tackle that? How did you disrupt a field like this to make it so that now, because I'll be honest, now 
everyone like that I see in there is people that really are doing amazing. They're taking care of themselves. And then it puts you in the same sense of where like now if somebody says, oh, you get your eyebrows and you do this. I'm like, yes, I do. Like I completely do it. And I do a proper sitting where I go there and I spend three hours. I would get everything done. So how did you disrupt to that level? And, you know, like you said, you've protected it while you're doing it with the, the skills culture. It's just uh, by the knowledge. Yeah. It's something, as I said, I, 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 I refuse to be the guy who blame everybody. Yep. I like to be the leader instead nice. of being the boss. And I take the entire opportunity for me learning. Yeah. Because uh, once you lead by example, you definitely succeed it. Yes. So I, I I've invest a lot on my own education. Yeah. Uh, and there where I spend my entire money, to be honest. Nice. Uh, I educate myself uh, about every single thing that it's related to hair or nice. skin or nail because there where I was going and I really wanted to provide an education for a man because in man grooming industry, mainly back in the day, like when we used to serve people, they were like, what do you mean? Are you kidding? I will do my facial and not a female. Yeah. So it's it was very hard for me, especially here in our region, like how to convince the people and educate them. Like, man, it doesn't mean that you have something problem in your yeah. <laughs> in your sexuality if you have your facial done. Yeah, your your skin your skin is the reflect of your your inner a uh, health. Yeah. So at some point or another, when you know how sales works, it, you know they they died by the time we go older. Yeah. So if you do a facial and you take care of them because they don't have any more any kind of resources that it's feeding them and cleansing them and making them look more glowing. Yeah. And making them look more neat, which is again, it's the reflect where people seeing you. It's the first impression about you being hygienic, being clean, being yep. neat. It's something not bad. I I, I believe it's, it it wasn't made for male or female. Yeah. It was made for the person who really wanted to feel good about himself. Yeah. And once he met a group of people, he would like to look to look his absolute best. Yeah. So also once he looked at himself in the mirror, he would love to uh, level up his uh, self confidence, nice. love himself much more. Yeah. So there where you can face difficulties. So knowing all that, it took me a lot of investment. It yeah. took me a lot of study about the hair itself, how to prevent any uh, hair fall and all that matters, as well as for the skin, yeah. as well as for the nail. Nice. So once I did this education in total, so I started to have people, with, again, with the skills culture to acknowledge themselves about that, go through courses as well yeah. to get better. And for me, on top of that, I go with weekly basis. As I said, I call people, hey, listen up. Today we have a training for X, X amount of hours. Whoever yeah. wanted to show up, it's the hungry people. So I'm going to share with you a lot of knowledge. You better feed yourself with it so you can communicate with your customer and have good conversation with them. Nice. A helpful conversation. So I, I was, I was, uh, I was beat a little bit at the beginning from the market, yeah. which is I know you know every time you launch something new, it's of always course. it's always for the people like, what, what you're trying to do? Don't convince me this is wrong. So they don't accept it easily. Yeah, it took me three years exactly fighting. Right until I proved for the people that if you really get this facial done in this way with this knowledge, with this product, with these ingredients, mm -hmm. you are going to feel this way, look this way, and act like this, and mm -hmm. you will be complimented. The nice. moment you exit, this is the very famous word about skills. Yeah, the moment you exit the door, it's impossible for you not being complimented. Mm -hmm. It's impossible for people to see you and just think of you. You're, you're normal. Yeah. They will always say like, "Man, you look awesome." That's yeah or you look different, or what you have done to yourself. That is the word that I promise every client since the, before I opened skills and since I opened it and I decided forever it will be always the word 
that you're going to receive whenever you exit the shop. Even though last week you get a haircut. Yeah. But this week, it's another week, it's another people, it's another level of skills, and you should always look good and stunning. So basically, massive investment, uh, being self-responsible and taking the blame all the time and put the little extra work. I love that, man. <laughs> and I can, I can personally validate that and say every single week I've had some form of compliment. I'm like, so you look fresh. What are you doing with your skin? People on YouTube are always dropping this comment. That's why I wanted to bring you on and say, this is the guy who does the magic, right? Like, honestly, <laughs> that's it. So it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, but this entire journey has had its like, you know, it's had its wins. It's had its hard times. Yeah. Like I always talk about the concept of grounding. So you need factors in your life that help you ground. And that means that it could be something like for me, it could be the gym just to escape and put all of my stress there and come back for you in your entire journey. There's been so many ups and downs in different areas where you're challenging different things. What's been your grounding factors? Honestly speaking, it's uh, it's the sport yeah. and uh, my holy book. Nice. Okay. So in, in, in my life journey, I always say uh, all my education, all my knowledge, every single thing I've learned, uh, even though about economic yeah. or about success, how to achieve your goals, how to be responsible, all of it I've gained it as learning from my holy book. Okay. Uh, I'm not too pro on being religious. You no, know no, I, mean? I completely, I just, yeah. I, it was the only available book for me that yeah, I could read. Of course, yeah. And uh, I used to say, like, if this is written or sent from God, then yeah. definitely He knows humans better than anyone else. Yeah. To describe for me how I ca how my body will function. Yeah. How the people around me they act, mm -hmm. and how I have to protect myself, and yeah. how like when when you hear the word of heaven, you always believe like I don't know something like greenish and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. In my in my understanding especially when I was uh, young. So it always means to me the winning. Yes. It's the better you, the better life, the better. So from there, all the time where I inspire myself, yeah. where I empower myself, yeah. where I lift up myself all the time and listening and understanding that I have been protected from who created me. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he told me, just do one thing, ask me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> this one. And then when I jump to the gym at most of the time, I, I believe I... To enjoy your success, yeah. to be the leader in front of others, you have to look good. Mm. To feel good, you yeah. have to look good too. Yeah. So to, if you really wanted to succeed everything yeah. and you are not willing to succeed, uh, the better you, the mm. better looking you, the better feeling you, then you cannot reflect for the things around you. So gym or sport in general doesn't mean gym especially. Sometimes like even during COVID, yeah. I have some pictures I have achieved phenomenal yeah. finishing on my body like yeah. no gym no trainer could help me yeah. i never had a trainer in my life but mm. i never quit working out because i realized every time i go through a tough time i just have to go to the gym there mm -hmm. there where i disconnect the moment i disconnect my mind after that one hour on the gym or yeah. like one hour and a half my mind will start to create for me ideas give me some answers give me some thoughts it's just that one hour I'm totally with 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 Barbara Mo, like yeah. Barbara Mo with me together in the gym, beating each other who's going to win. Yeah. So when you learn how to win against the lazy you physically, yeah. you learn how to win against the lazy you mentally. I love that, man. <laughs> and, you know, it's actually a very common thing. Like a lot of entrepreneurs I speak to, it could be any field. They usually are resorting to two things. It's faith and, and you know, it could be that in any capacity. 
and also their fitness. Um, yes. and, then, and then they tend to say the exact same thing. It's a time where you can be by yourself in a world where you're so busy, full of challenges, full of random things all day long, every day. You've got this one isolated hour or two yeah. hours of just by yourself in this, in this zen. Exactly. And I think that's really important in a, in a, when things are just chaos all the time. All the time is good. And all, on, on the tough time, you have to go tougher. Yes. Because right. at some points or another, when it gets hard, you really have to focus on what you have control on. Yes. Like the, when, when it goes hard, that it means there is something out of your control. Yeah. If you focus on that, it will drag you. It yeah. will take you away. But if you just try, try to focus on yourself, just focus on what you have control with. What I can control is my mental health. Yes. The more that I have good mental health, the more that I'm in a good position and mental state that could make me decide. Perfect. Because, yeah, true. because in the middle of any problem that's happening to you, there will be always positive things because you only attract change when you are aiming to change. Yeah. So you can either see it a problem and then focus on it. It will really take you like a wave. Yeah. Or you will just see it that it's a wave of change and then you will sit your, you will set yourself as, like a straight and calm mm -hmm. and develop that mindset that will always find you a solution with the entire like a wave or storm for the things that it's you know upside and down. So once you focus on your own on your own mental health, yeah. uh, on your own body shape. So this one hour say like, okay, let the world to collapse. Yeah. What is going to happen to me worse? Yeah. You know, what is going to happen to you is focus on the problem. I like that. <laughs> this is composing yourself and learning really where to spend your energy, right? Yes, exactly. Honestly, so, that's, that's huge. Mo, it's been an incredible chat. It's been a huge journey. I think, honestly, just thank you firstly for explaining a lot of it. I think there's so much we could even talk about. Uh, I do want to mention one big thing because I think it honestly is a massive part of your life, but I think it deserves its own segment of time. And you've actually created an entire tribute to this moment when you met Diego Maradona, right? So it was a very big part of your life. I think it's honestly one of your, like you've explained to me, it's one of your biggest achievements. And I think rightly so, it's huge. So if anyone wants to check that out and see that tribute, you've made an entire video on it. Where can they locate that video? They can they can go check it out on Barbara Mo uh, channel. Yeah. So I have YouTube channel where I sit there and then I, I just... I decide to make it to record my entire life journey yeah. and inspire myself and inspire others, benefit other, others from, from, from my life story, from nice. how I face a struggle, a completely honest uh, story. And yeah. people, if they like it, they can even come and meet me behind my barber chair. Perfect. So I placed everything on the YouTube channel and uh, people can go and check it out. Awesome, man. And, you know, if you guys want to get, you know, fresh and look you know, just like this every week, you know where to go. <laughs> Skills by Mo. The okay. building is... It's, it's a Clover Bay Tower. Clover Bay yeah, Tower, Clover yeah. Bay so if you want to go and check it out, it's in Dubai, downtown, Clover Bay Tower. Yeah, it's very easy to find. Just tap in Skills by Mo. And yeah, thank you so much, Mo. Appreciate it's been an absolute you. pleasure having you on the show. And yeah, thank if you. anyone wants to uh, follow, you know where to go. The links are all going to be in the description. So make sure, as always, if you haven't already, like and follow if you're watching this on the uh, replay, uh, which they obviously are. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, thank you so much, thank Mo. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. A and I will, uh, I'll see you next week in the sure. chair. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Peace.